and welcome to another edition of the Bible Code. Why is the number seven special? We have covered that the number seven is defined in the King James Bible for completeness and spiritual perfection. The number seven comes to mind for many when thinking about the two bookends of the Bible, the book of Genesis and the book of Revelation. The number seven is so prominent in the book of Revelation that it is mentioned 54 times. And for the book of Genesis, many think about the creation week and that it consists of seven days. Yet does the number seven hold something more in the King James Bible? Is this divine number that reveals the plan and purpose of God's orderliness show a DNA code? And how does this DNA code also relate to the Godhead? That is our focus for today. For a copy of the transcripts, please go to www.dnainthebible.com. Let us begin. For those who may not be aware of the numbers associated with human DNA, the number 23 and 46 deals with the number chromosomes and the human body. At the moment of conception, both parents contribute 23 chromosomes, making a total of 46. When we look into the King James Bible, do we find either of these numbers when searching for the number 7? And the answer is yes. When does the number 7 appear for the numbers associated with DNA? And what is its significance? Well, if you were to type in the number 7 in purebiblesearch.com, which is available on this blog, you would see that there are three specific books that the number 7 is found for human DNA. Those three books are Genesis, found in 46 chapters, Leviticus, found in 46 verses, and Numbers, found in 46 verses. Why is it significant, these three books, containing the number 7 for human DNA? What is found in these three books that point to God? Let us take for a moment and reflect on the importance of these three books, and the fact that they contain the number 7, 46 times for human DNA. The book of Genesis, the first of the three books that we will focus on. According to The Importance of Genesis, written by the Biblical Science Institute, they state the following. We open this article by asking, why defend Genesis when so many people don't believe in Jesus? But the same Bible that teaches about Jesus also teaches about the creation of the universe. If the Bible cannot be trusted on one matter, why trust it on another? Doubt about the veracity of Genesis will inevitably lead to doubt about the person and history of Jesus. After all, if God didn't get the details right in Genesis, how can we trust that he got the details right about how to inherit eternal life? It is an issue of biblical authority. The question before us is this. Is the Bible trustworthy? As our culture increasingly rejects Genesis, it will inevitably increasingly reject biblical principles in Jesus. The social problems we see around us are caused by sin, which stems from doubt in the Bible, which starts in Genesis. Henry Moore says it this way, The book of Genesis is the most important book in the world, for it is the foundation upon which all the other 65 books of God's written word have been based. When Jesus Christ, after his resurrection, gave a key Bible study to his disciples on the way to Emmaus, he began with Genesis. 
You'll find that in Luke 24, verse 27. Let us now take a look at the book of Leviticus. Leviticus, much of the ritualistic practices of worship, picture in many ways the person and work of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Hebrews chapter 10 tells us that the Mosaic law is only a shadow of the good things that are coming, by which is meant that the daily sacrifices offered by the priests for the sin of the people were a representation of the ultimate sacrifice, Jesus Christ, whose sacrifice would be once for all time for those who believe in him. The holiness imparted temporarily by the law would one day be replaced by the absolute attainment of holiness when Christians exchange their sin for the righteousness of Christ. You will find that in summary of the book of Leviticus, gotquestions.org. So where do we get the laws and the rituals and the feasts? That would be in the book of Leviticus. Now last, the book of Numbers. The theme of the holiness of God is continued from the book of Leviticus into the book of Numbers which reveals God's instruction and preparation of his people to enter the promised land of Canaan. The importance of the book of Numbers is indicated by its being referred to in the New Testament many times. The Holy Spirit called special attention to Numbers in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 1-12. through 12. The words, all these things happen to them, for examples, refers to the sin of the Israelites and God's displeasure with them. In Romans chapter 11, verse 22, Paul speaks about the goodness and severity of God, that in a nutshell, it is the message of numbers. The severity of God is seen in the death of the rebellious generation in the wilderness, those who never entered the promised land. The goodness of God is realized in the new generation. God protected, preserved, and provided for these people until they possessed the land. This reminds us of the justice and love of God, which are always in sovereign harmony. Again, that is taken from gotquestions.org. Another aspect that I find interesting is there are three books precisely where the number seven is located in. Now some, this might be calling to mind the Godhead, which some call the Trinity. Is it just a coincidence that seven is found three times for human DNA in the King James Bible? Let us look at the significance of the number seven and the Godhead and see if we see a DNA code. Let us begin our study on the Godhead, the number seven and human DNA by looking at 1 John chapter 5, verses 7 and 8. It reads, For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. And there are three that bear witness in earth, the spirit and the water and the blood, and these three agree in one. As we just read, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost are one. What would we find if we look up the phrase are one in pure Bible search? Would we find the number seven? The phrase are one is found seven times in seven chapters and in seven verses of the King James Bible. But there is more I would like to point out. First, let me read 1 John 1, verse 5. This then is the message which we have heard of him, and declare unto you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. 
Now, why did I just read this verse to you? Well, I ended up taking the three titles, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, into the software to see what I would find since these three are one. What I found was the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost are all found together in 22 books of the Bible. Now, for those who have been studying with us, you would remember that the number 22 is defined in the King James Bible for light. Is it just a coincidence, as we just read in 1 John chapter 1, verse 5, that God is light, and we find the three titles for God, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, in 22 books of the Bible? Let us look at Proverbs chapter 6, verse 23. For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light, and reproofs of instruction are the way of life. I find it interesting that that's in the 23rd verse. But there is still more to see here. Another amazing find. We just read 1 John chapter 5, verse 8. I will read it once more and then tell you the significance of this passage, this particular verse. And there are three that bear witness in the earth, the spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree in one. If you were to count all the words in this particular verse, verse 8, there is precisely 23 words. But the one thing I want to point out in speaking about the Godhead, where we see the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost as one, this is found in 1 John. This particular book is found to be the 23rd book of the New Testament. I hope you join me next time in another edition of the Bible Code.